0: You are listening to Living with ADHD and CPTSD. Available on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcast. Everybody to another live edition of Living with ADHD and CPTSD. Today's episode: Why is it so hard to live my life with ADHD? Well, as I'm sure we're all aware, those who have ADHD, of course, find it very difficult on a daily basis. Because we have so many symptoms and for many of us unexplained issues and problems that occur that we are having a difficult time explaining to people that we know. And on top of it, those who do know us already have a difficult time. And we're trying our best to accommodate and and be as best that we can. And I know that for many of us, it's extremely difficult. And it's not always easy for us to explain why we're having problems. And it's extremely difficult on the worst of times when we're just not there. You know, like we just can't help ourselves. But we try and a lot of times we fail, which is unfortunate because we're really trying hard to just be our best. And for many of us, we just can't. Right? Like, how are we supposed to be our best when... We have so many little issues that keep coming up and we don't have any ability to explain it all we're trying to do is live our lives the best that we can and at the same time try to you know for some of us it's try to make the best out of who we are and what we have now it's not always easy of course and I'm here to explain and talk about my own complic, complicated life. It's, it may not look like it on my show. Like if you listen to my, my podcast week after week, it may look like that I am under control and I know a lot of the answers and I sound very educated and wise or whatever or helpful to you. But the truth is that it's not that easy behind the camera. I am someone who's struggling a lot of the times. My girlfriend and I, of course, as you know, live together. And we have been together now for, in the same house since July of 2021. So it's about 15 months now. And we've been dating since uh, the beginning of 2019. So we've been together for quite a long time. And I The thing that always happens with me is the moment something goes wrong, let's say she gets upset at me because I've made a mistake or I've been so focused, like a hyper focused on what I'm doing on the task, that she gets upset and I like instantaneously get Um, dysregulated emotionally and I'm having a very difficult time knowing what's going on and the thing is is because I've also got uh, trauma from my childhood that my child parts are coming online right away and so I'm overwhelmed and I'm emotionally dysregulated and I'm getting triggered I'm becoming blended with my parts and I'm just useless. Like I can't think straight. I can't say more than a few words. Uh, I have a, I have an extremely difficult time like saying a sentence, let alone a word. Right? And she's expecting me to to say things to her and respond with like adult like answers and and have logical explanations and and not get upset at her. Like not not get like. Uh, triggered and excited and like angry and I have a difficult time even knowing that I'm that this is happening in the moment and so her level of frustration and how much she gets upset increases because I'm pretty much like not there I can't do anything about it and as well I can't find the ability in the moment that I am emotionally dysregulated and extremely overwhelmed and likely triggered I have a very hard time pulling myself away from the conversation I'm realizing my state like well I'd say seventy percent I'm noticing that i'm I'm emotionally dysregulated and that I'm overwhelmed but the strength and the ability for me to actually notice it and to say to her, I can't continue this conversation. I'm just not capable right now of doing that. It's extremely difficult and it's really hard for me to do. Imagine with yourself, and I'm sure you can how hard it is to step back, right? Like, to just be regulated to notice everything that's going on around you and to feel like calm and feel capable of being yourself it's super hard and with all the examples and all the different people that i've talked to who have ADHD, and a lot of them are either realizing or they know already that they have some kind of trauma or they have another disability that is along with this like with ADHD they also have a very difficult time realizing and being aware of what's happening when i get when i get blended and i'm on I'm overwhelmed and i'm having a large amount of stress in that moment as it's happening my self-awareness goes down i'm really not able to be self-aware because my brain, it's like it just freezes up. It just goes, oh, no, what am I going to do? Like, I, I, I get stuck, right? You just kind of, you're like, now what? I, I'm trying my hardest to listen. I'm trying my best to comprehend what's being said. I'm trying my best to be able to communicate back so that she understands what's going on and what I'm saying and what I'm thinking. And so often I have a hard time saying what I'm thinking in the moment. It can't. Like, it's it's extremely difficult to do that. And I realize after, unfortunately, that this is what's going on. But, of course, I can't notice in the moment that I am feeling that way. I don't really know at the time what I can do. Like, it's hard. And figuring it out is one of the diff- most difficult things that I've ever had to deal with in my life. Because... It seems to be a repetitive issue. Every single time that I get in this state, I can't seem to find the way to deal with it and to calm down and to regulate myself. And then on top of it, learn how to step away, learn what to, you know, learn how to to go and say, "Okay, this is not right. I'm not feeling good. I'm not doing well. I'm not myself. This isn't the adult, and I need to step back. I need to go and take care of it." I need to process or I need to regulate my emotions and then I can come back and have a conversation it's extremely difficult to do that when you're feeling the way I feel and I know that you guys have the same problem it's extremely difficult to do all that in the moment when you're ADHD and you all the symptoms that, that you experience are occurring right then and there how the hell can you do what is necessary in that moment when you're feeling so overwhelmed and it's like some of you out there I know have a lot of difficult times you're taking medication or you're not taking medication or you've been waiting for a very long time to go to see a psychiatrist to get a diagnosis for your ADHD and in the meantime you're doing your best either by yourself or maybe you have a partner or a friend or a family member that knows about it and is helping you to the best of their abilities to get, you know, make it easier for you to be yourself, to to, to your job or to be in your relationship and deal with your ADHD-like symptoms. For many of us, we get overwhelmed that second that anything happens. You know we're we're trying our best to be to be organized, to think clearly, to think properly, right? We have a lot of communication issues where we're trying to tell somebody in the moment what we're doing or where we're trying to go, or to get our needs noticed, so that people will be able to go, oh yeah, sure, okay, here, let me help you out, or you're or so they could do what they are needing to do for us. If we're not able to communicate clearly to them and say, this is what we need. This is what's going on. This is the explanation. This is why I'm struggling or here's the situation. I was coming downstairs and I was going to clean the carpet and the carpet was really messy, so I took it outside, right? And I needed to clean the floors. And I know you told me that there's you know, like a stain or, or a mess on there and I you need to clean that up before you sweep you sweep the floor. And it's like I'm I'm listening and I'm having a very difficult time for whatever reason, and, and I can't explain it. It's not like I can just stand there and go, yeah, well, the reason that I didn't understand that I started doing the, the correct incorrect step first was because my brain decided to go to sleep or I lost focus halfway through what you were telling me and all of a sudden I started doing the work. For a lot of us, it's not that easy to do that, to just stand there calmly, focused, you know, having our brains being able to comprehend what we're going to say and make it come out in a, in a sensible, logical way. That's very difficult for us to do that. Imagine, right? Imagine how hard it is for us in the moment, just right then and there to say to, to, our pe- to the people that we're talking to, hey, yeah, this is what happened. And this is how I dealt with it. And this is why. If... <laughs> and if you think about it if we were capable of of saying this and all that info in that moment and be clear and concise and sound intelligent and logical then we wouldn't really have ADHD what would be there what would be the problem right that's that's the thing and that's what a lot of neurotypicals just don't really get is we're we're having a hard time in our own lives inside this brain of ours to understand what is going on and when we're feeling that pressure in the moment to say like to be to have to speak or have to do something right now like works we have expectations right like someone talking to you and they're they're asking basically for you to give them an answer or to give a response so that they can make a decision or that they can feel uh, verified or or validated, right? And we're sitting here or we're standing and we're facing them and you can feel the pressure and you can feel the anxiety start to build and and it's really strong, really quick. And our minds are racing and we've got tons of thoughts going on, many different thoughts. Some are not even related at all to what's going on and we're trying to we're trying to respond and we're trying to not just respond to that person but we're trying to do it in a logical way we're trying to make sense we're we want it so bad to come out in a way that is you know that that's properly established because and i a lot of you probably have experienced this excuse me experienced this many many times you say to them what is on your mind or or you know you're trying to explain what happened or what you're doing or why this happened and it doesn't come out properly and then they end up just getting more frustrated. You know, like they're going What? And I'm sure you can even feel or you can see the tension building right like you can you can tell that they're looking at you and they're and they're confused or they're getting frustrated. And you can see the look on their face of that frustration. And there's a buildup of anger or annoyance. And you just know, like you know that it's coming. And of course, so that means that you are starting to feel it. You're starting to get more anxious. You're starting to be overwhelmed. And your brain now is starting to... Well, let's just for the sake of of the conversation it, your brain's starting to smoke right it's it's overworked it's it's overheated you don't have the ability to level out and just ground and and breathe and allow yourself a few moments to just regroup because one you think and you feel or you believe that that person that you're talking to wants your answer now they want to understand. They don't want to waste five minutes standing, uh, standing there waiting for you to give them an explanation that makes sense and that is the one that they want to, to be told because a lot of times you're going to give them an explanation that's not going to make sense. They're going to sit there and they're going to go, uh, huh, right? Like, Imagine, and I'm sure it has, that you're sitting there or you're standing there and and you're trying your utmost best to say what you're trying to to tell them, right? And you can't. You're confused, you're stuck, you're frozen. You know, you're you're you've you've become almost like non-comprehensible or or non-verbal and you don't know what to do and and your heart's racing and and you're getting excited but and not in a good way. Like you're you're overexcited, and you're nervous, and everything is just like you almost feel. You could probably feel like the room is circling, and it's closing in on you, and you want to escape. But if you have any history, and you like, with that person that you're dealing with, and you know that if you leave, there's a good chance that they might get more upset, or they're going to get really confused, or annoyed, or they're going to wonder is this guy being an asshole or is she being a jerk? Is she just doesn't want to talk? What is going on? And of course they're going to start to assume things and make up or, or think ideas in their heads about who you, what you're doing. And you know, they're going to make assumptions. And of course, most of those assumptions are going to be automatically wrong. So yeah, you're, you're wondering to yourself, Hey, what the hell? Like, what's wrong with this person? I asked them a simple question and they're, and I didn't get the right answer. I got a confusing answer. And then all of a sudden they walked away and i and, and you're, and they're like, what? And more often than not, that person's just going to go, whatever. I don't care. What an idiot, what a loser. He, that guy's dumb. He's weird. So there's a good chance that you could lose that friend because they're gonna think you're an odd person and they're just gonna not wanna have anything to do with you. And unfortunately, I'm sure for a lot of us, that's a very common scenario where you've lost a friend or maybe even a relationship because they just don't get what's going on and they don't have time or they don't care enough to sit there with you And let you explain what's happening or they don't have enough compassion or empathy towards you to just try and that right there causes you especially if it's multiple times over a short period of time in your life that causes you to be less willing to you know commit to anything or to tell people about your ADHD or or think that they're gonna that you can trust them with the information that you're telling them, so you become more closed off and you become less friendly and less social, and you find it easier to just be reclusive and not do anything because you find that to be less stressful and less anxious. And if you have trauma related, which a lot of us do, and we don't even necessarily know it, or or it is something that we're thinking that is the possibility, it's less traumatizing. And the odds of us getting triggered and re-experiencing that trauma is, is less to non-existent if we don't bother to try. Because we do know that there's a tendency for people to to not want to deal with us. And that even that thought, or you know, going and, and wanting to do it, we often chicken out and get scared and not commit to what we're doing because the the likelihood in our minds that we've come to expect from people is we're going to show ourselves are going sorry show our true colors and it's going to make people not like us and they're gonna not want to deal with us and then we're gonna be alone. So we would rather be alone and not try and feel no trauma, no anxious feelings, you know, no stress, than go out and make an effort and have people say, No, uh-uh, I i I'm it's just too much for me, right? You don't you don't wanna deal with that kind of thing. It's it's hard because we're trying our damnedest to fit in and to be like everybody else which is extremely difficult for us because of the fact that we have all this all these ADHD symptoms and a lot of us have the the trauma and the triggers and there are other disabilities that are also out there like some have bipolar disorder some have dys- dyslexia some have schizophrenia like or maybe they just have extreme Uh, fears of of being in social situations like maybe they have social anxiety disorder right like there's there's so many things that could be there that are affecting you and you find it so much easier to just not bother trying than making an effort and exposing yourself and then likely experiencing all that again you know like you're going to you're going to experience all that fear and all that anxiety and you could get triggered right to and then then you're just done for the day and you don't want to do anything and like a lot of us feel safe at home by ourselves or we feel safer with people that we know and that we trust and realize that we're gonna we're gonna struggle with things at time we're not always gonna be able to talk properly to explain what we need to say you know like make sense um we're gonna have anxious moments and stressful situations in situations that a lot of neurotypicals don't have and to be frank they don't really get it Right, like they're not going to understand a lot of the times why we're having it and what's going on. And in order for us to to feel safe, we need to have people around us that are in our minds, in our eyes, safe. How can and if sorry if if we end up feeling more and more stressed and more triggered all the time, and it happens on a regular basis our level of trust drops and gets shorter and shorter and we just end up not trying ever or if we ever do try it's a it's a once in a blue moon kind of try and we're skeptical and already feeling partially anxious about it before we've even really given it a shot and our and our ability to trust that person is as low. It's like that it's like they have to really work super hard to gain our trust so that they can get to the next step which is getting getting us to speak, getting us to say what's on our mind because a lot of times we won't, right? We're 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 too scared to say what we want to say because we're afraid of them stepping away or running away and going this is this guy is crazy or he's there's something wrong with him I no no not for me so that's what we're afraid of the most so I now okay I'm gonna move on from that now I work in a situation like my work is most of the time is by myself. I work, I do work with a company that has quite a few um, technical support type people and we all support the same company and we often go on site and help out uh, our clients and we interact with them and we have to have like a report and we kind of build a relationship and we create this expectation. And we need to show them that we're intelligent, that we know what we're doing, that we're responsible, that we're social, you know, that we're going to be able to have a conversation with them and not look or act awkward or, you know, so, so they go, gee, what a strange person. I don't get that. Why is he doing this? He doesn't sound like he knows how to talk to anybody. So, it is a thing that we need to be good at. Now, I've never really been the type of person who works the best with other people, like in a group setting. I've tended, I have a tendency to do my best work while it's just me. So, I'm on my own. And starting from home on a daily basis really does make this so much better for me because i don't have to i hate to say this it sounds like i'm i don't like what i do i i i know what i'm gonna say is gonna make it sound like this but i like being doing it myself and me just being the only one who does the work because i have a hard time working with other people because I have a hard time understanding what they're asking for they're not like I'm not as quick as they are when it comes to understanding what they're asking and comprehension of things sometimes don't always work and it's and so there's a fear of sounding and looking dumb in front of them and also looking like difficult or stubborn so it's easier for me to just be on my own and I I love working with my clients because it's an opportunity every single time I see somebody and I and I do my work for them, it's an opportunity to just try like practice being social, practice um, listening to what they're saying, like giving an explanation and then me responding and giving them an answer and the two, you know, work together. And it all makes sense, and they 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 get their they're set they're satisfied with with what I'm telling them and the answer that I'm giving them, and I'm I feel good because I was able to interpret what they're saying and turn it in my mind into a resolution based on my past experience and knowledge and what I'm doing. I like that, but having to. To work with other people because of the level of anxiety and the stress that I, I feel because I'm afraid of of the things that I'm going to say and the stuff that I'm going to do or my responses are going to look to them as in a negative way. Like I'm going to give them a negative feeling on who I am and what I do. So the more that I can just be by myself, the better off that I feel that I'm going to be and the better I'm going to do. I am afraid of saying something that's not going to be right or that's going to sound nonsensical. And then they're going to kind of look at me and go, I don't get him. What is wrong with him? Right? Like, just like, just like anybody else, Uh, like a person out on a, on, on a date or, or with a group of people and, they're scared of saying something or doing doing something in front of them that's going to result in them thinking that they're strange or that they're uh, they're just weird nobody wants to to feel like that because that brings shame and that brings doubt and it affects our self-confidence and the likelihood of us going and doing the same that that same activity in the future just is either very small or not going to happen. Period. So it's con- it's it's extremely complicated, and you know, like try try being someone who is constantly scared of interacting with people because they're afraid of what they're going to say. Right? They're they're afraid that they're going to interpret something in the wrong way or they're going to think of them as stupid or or really odd or crazy or dumb or they're right out just say what's wrong with that person why do they act this way so you're already making a negative impression on them and you barely had an opportunity to do anything really so <sighs> it's quite a bit to say you know i've <laughs> i've really said a lot and it's only been just over 30 minutes Ooh, um when we're every day that that we experience can be a challenge and it's a challenge on many different levels The reason that it's so hard is because we're so self aware of our challenges. We realize when we reflect on things and on our lives, or our lives, excuse me, that we're different. And we believe that people aren't going to understand us. They're going to they're going to feel or we're going to feel scared and extreme anxiety because we we know that we're different than others. Like I don't know how a neurotypical person lives, right? Like I don't know how they think. I don't know how they make decisions. Um From what I've been told, neurotypicals just... It's like they just know. They're like a well-programmed computer who doesn't need to be restarted on a regular basis and is self-maintaining, right? Like an ADHD person is kind of like a a computer that always has uh, errors and often has to be rebooted in order to be able to run efficiently and to make sense and if they don't it just gets worse we spend a lot of energy trying to do things every day that neurotypicals perceive as simple you know simple procedures uh, tasks that are you know everyday like automated kind of memory like tasks and for many of us it's a struggle just to get through the first one and we know we already know that there are other tasks ahead of us that later on and we either struggle to finish the first one and it takes a a lot out of us and we end up exhausted by the end or we get distracted and we end up moving to the second task or the third task without finishing the other two and completely forgetting about it, right? And then we don't either we we don't notice that these other tasks are incomplete until either we come across it by by accident or by coincidence, or somebody else points it out to us, right? And if if they are dealing with this on a regular basis with you there's a good chance that they're going to sound frustrated or angry with us because they see in in their minds, they keep saying, why does this keep happening? Why, why do they keep starting something without finishing it and moving on to something else? It, It, it frustrates them because one, they don't understand. They don't, they don't get it. They can't see in our minds, so they don't know what's going on. And it it really baffles them and it makes them confused. So and like a lot of humans, it things that they don't understand or don't grasp will often frustrate them or upset them and a lot to the point where they'll display that frustration outwards towards that person. And we're so sensitive to that anger you know like it feels like rejection right like it, like it, a lot of us had that rejection syndrome uh, dysphoria where we're so scared of being rejected that a lot of times it it gets in the way of us trying something or to, or even starting and because of that extreme fear that we're going to mess up and that the person's going to laugh at us or leave us or 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 not like us at all or professionally we're going to get fired or we're not going to have any friends at work so it's so strong within us and so deep that it prevents us a lot of times from doing anything before it even starts and that's see that's another sequence or another part of this whole thing is we get so we have so many negative things occur for us and with us and we have a lot of rejection and a lot of like open display of of disapproval and anger and shame thrown on us that we quickly develop that rejection fear where we don't even want to bother trying because we already believe that we're going to fail and that we're going to piss somebody off, and they're going to walk away, or hate us, or not want to be around us. So it's just that its like a—it's like an, a vicious circle, and it never ends. It, it feels like we're always we're always on the the negative side of of this of that circle. If we could find a way to get past it. You know, to, to have that strength and courage to push through the, the rejection, that fear of being rejected, life could be so much easier. But for a lot of us, it's extremely difficult without therapy, without work and practicing, you know, dealing with the rejection. A lot of us don't really have an easy time with it at all. We often fail miserably every single time it's amazing how there are so many like objects that get in our life that create stress and and fear and it makes our lives extremely hard if it was just one like if if all it was was having a problem communicating, we could go to a a therapy coach, or someone who's who's who teaches to speak or to to communicate, to help us improve our communication skills. That one, then it would be easy, right? You go take some classes, learn how to communicate, learn how to comprehend, blah, blah, blah. And then we're good. But if it were only that simple and we know that it's not right like we have attention span problems we can't concentrate we easily get distracted from what we are doing or the person that we're with it can be something as simple as a, as a sign uh, sound um, pictures like anything It can easily be distracting and take us and pull us away from what we're doing and if we happen to be having a conversation with someone in that moment, we're gonna it's gonna appear to that person like we're not really paying attention, or that we really don't care, that we're just trying to humor them, or some other negative thought that's gonna come from their minds. And again, there we go. They're gonna they're gonna get frustrated at us, and it's just a like I said, it's a vicious cycle. We go around that big circle, you know, we try. We gain all that strength and courage and we try and then a symptom from ADHD comes out and we're done. We get distracted or we can't think because our brains have got a thousand thoughts going around at light speed and and we can't focus on on one, but we can multi-focus on a whole bunch of them. But at the meantime, we're not able to, to concentrate and listen to the person. And again, they're gonna have a negative impact, like a negative feeling because of it. So think about being, I don't know, however old you you guys are out there, me being 44, I have gone through pretty much my entire life almost on a daily basis struggling with this kind of problem (laughs) talking to somebody and you have to work extra hard just to get it out to make sense so that they understand and you want to avoid the strange look or the confusion or you want to make a conversation that lasts for two minutes be lasting for that two minutes instead of becoming ten you don't want to have stress and feel scared and anxiety every time you deal with somebody. And that's what ends up happening. You know, like it only, you can only do it so many times before the impact on your life is so strong and so detrimental that you find yourself automatically just, refusing to do so or scaring yourself so much right then and there that it prevents you from trying something to that sorry that with neurotypicals is an easy thing you know it's like wow well whatever no big deal just do it you know you go to the store or you go and you meet the group and you say hi everybody and then you get to, you talk with them and you get to know them well for me I don't just go and say, "Hey, new people, interesting. I wonder what they're like." My thoughts are automatically going to what are they going to think about me? I'm not good enough. I'm not good looking. I'm going to sound stupid. I'm going to make I'm going to say something that's not going to make sense. I'm not social. I don't know how to do this. I'm afraid. I can't talk. I talk too much about myself. Like there's there's going to be a hundred different things that are gonna go around in your head that are gonna reinforce that negative thought and it's just gonna it's just gonna make you say No, I can't do this. You could literally be at the door of the event and you suddenly get that panic attack feeling you know you're just sitting there going oh my god i can't do this why am i here i'm so scared i'm not going to make i'm not going to be able to talk to anybody i'm not going to make sense and 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 you're going crazy and you're talking fast and you and you look like you're just you're sweating and 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 you can't move and there are people that are looking at you you know they're going to look at you as you're walking by going and thinking in their heads what's wrong with that idiot you know what a weirdo or, and then, of course, there's going to be someone who wants you to move. And, of course, you're standing there and you're going... And, and you're so consumed in your thoughts and your fears that you basically don't even know that he's talking to you. And all he wants is you just to move out of the way of the door so that you're not in the way of people walking in. And then you end up just stopping. And so they go, no, I'm done. I got to go. And you walk, you turn around, you go home. <laughs> and then the next day you get a phone call or you get a text from one of your friends who was there and says, where, where were you? We didn't see you. And you either are brave enough to tell them what really happened or you make up some bullshit story that suits it well so that they don't find out the truth and they don't sit there and go, or, or, or on the other side of the, the other side of the phone going, What a strange person, right? Like you would rather have them think or believe that you had a car malfunction or that you got sick or that, I don't know, something happened that got in the way of being able to go than knowing that you got overwhelmed and stressed out and had a panic attack because you're so scared of being social and revealing your your ADHD or your trauma or, you know, you just, you've got years of built up anxiety that's coming out every time you try to do something, you don't want them to know about it. It's not that you're trying to lie to them. It's you're trying to protect yourself. And to some degree, you're trying to protect your friends. You know, you don't want to lose your friends. So many people, they're so afraid to talk about this. And it can be anything, right? It can be ADHD. It could be trauma. It could be depression. It could be their dyslexia. It could be if, if schizophrenia. All the different mental illnesses and and all the other things that are happening. We're so afraid of talking about it to people, to our friends, to our families, to strangers. Even we're so scared of even going to a therapist because we are afraid that they're not going to understand and that if we st- we do tell them they're going to be they're going to think of us in a different way and they're going to be they're going to leave they're not going to want to be around us they're not going to want to be our friends anymore our family will think we're really weird and you don't want them to think of you in a different way because think about this let's you know how the big kate okay, the big big thing in the last how many years has been people coming out They, their friends and their family think for the longest time that, that, that they're straight and that they like the opposite sex and then that, that friend of theirs suddenly comes out one day and says I've been struggling with this and I've been really thinking about it but I like men or I like women and they have a hard time doing it because they're really afraid, and the reality of that is true. They're so scared that their friend is going to think of them in a wrong. It's they're never going to think the same way about that about them again, and they're either going to stop being their friend, or every time they see them, the, the only thought that's going to be in their mind is, "I didn't know he was gay." And it's going to change their opinions and their thoughts about that person. Now, there are people out there, of course, who aren't really going to care. They're going to say, hey, that's fantastic. Or, oh, I didn't know. And they're they're not going to change how they think or feel. It's just, well, you're the same person that I've known forever, whatever. Great. You know? That's there are people out there that are like that and that's what they want. They don't want to have the people who are scared or who are going to change how they feel or going to leave them. And to some degree that's the same with people who have who, or suffer from mental illness or have ADHD or CPTSD, trauma or or have another mental illness that they haven't really told anybody they're so scared of of revealing it to them that because they feel that they're going to they're going to run away or they're not going to be their friend anymore or they're going to think very different of them now that they know that that person has trauma or ADHD or has bipolar disorder it's it's a it's a it's a big real fear because they don't want to be alone Nobody wants to be alone that's that's a given. I know a lot of people think that and there are people out there that say yeah I can I can do this on my own I don't need any friends but deep down inside they do they like people in their lives even if it's maybe one or two different people they like to have somebody in their life that they can get along with that they're friends with that understand them that will care and like them no matter who they are and what they believe that's the ultimate goal for people who want companionship even if it's just friends it doesn't have to be a, a partner like a in a relationship that that's not the for some people that's not the ultimate goal but the fear of losing that and being alone often is the thing that stops many of us from revealing it revealing to those people in our lives that we are struggling with this i i haven't exactly told everybody i have i have ADHD you know diagnosed uh, as an inattentive ADHD and i have cptsd and there are a lot of people in my life that i have not really told um it's not because I'm necessarily worried about losing them. It's it's more of a fear of that they believe it, or that they, they don't think I'm just making something up or that I'm making an excuse for something. That's my fear. I know that I have this problem. I know I have ADHD. I know that it affects my ability to think and to concentrate and to communicate properly. And it also affects my ability to remember stuff. And I have a lot of problems with emotional regulation, which means that I have very poor self-awareness. I often get confused and say things that that contradict one another and it gets people upset. And I deal with that stress on a daily basis. I'm a very strong individual. There are a lot of people out there in this world who would not be able to handle a quarter of that. It would crumble them. It would make them just, you know, go hide and not be uh, able to do anything because a slightest slightest rejection or negative thought or feeling from somebody that they know would just throw them into a, a complete... Tailspin, and they'd be done for who knows how long. I'm a stubborn person, but it takes a lot. Like I'm, I'm a very strong individual, and it, I don't give up easy. I, I hardly ever give up. I'm more likely to fight through it and to, and to try and and make up for it or, or be optimistic and think think that i'm going to make it or i'm going to get through this or i'm going to fix this it's going to get better rather than give in and say yeah i am i can't do this i'm not capable this isn't me this isn't right i need help it i i guess i've always just grown up being an independent person not trying to rely on anybody else trying to do things on my own trying to fix things by myself um i have allowed other people to help me out you know like if i need help and i feel that it's important i'm more than willing to let them help me i'm not gonna turn it away it's just it's very difficult for me to to want to say to people yeah i'm struggling i can't do this uh i can't talk to you right now it's 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 hard and I wish it weren't. I wish it were not that difficult, but reality in life is things are rarely easy for us. We're gonna face difficult times in our life so many times that it's gonna feel like it, it was half of our life you know it's it's one of those things that... If we don't take care of it we're going it's only gonna get worse but we can only do it on our own we can't like other people can try and help us but in order for it to work we have to do it ourselves we have to make the decisions we have to make the choices we have to do it it's not up to other people if we leave it up to everybody else there's they're gonna make the wrong choices they're gonna make incorrect decisions and it's gonna be it's gonna fail ultimately we might get somewhere at first but ultimately it's gonna fail we need to be strong but we also need to be at a point in our lives where we can accept other people's advice other people's criticisms um we just we need to be able to, to exist among people and work on ourselves so that in the future we're not gonna be overwhelmed when we wanna be social. We're going to it's gonna be a lot of work and it's a very difficult life to work through, you know. ADHD is extremely hard. Very few people ever truly get you know, benefit from ADHD. There are a few out there, not many. The vast majority of people who have ADHD don't become billionaires, don't become, you know, CEOs of of major international companies and have it easy for the rest of their lives. That's not the norm for people with ADHD. We struggle. We lose a lot of friends. We don't have very very many of them, and much of the choices that we do make in our lives are never easy, and a lot of times it takes a lot of time for us to get to that decision, and then we often second guess ourselves because we don't trust it, we don't we don't realize or under or know that what we're trying to do works. It's unfortunate that a lot of us it's it, if if life could be simple i'm sure we would take it in a second i i know for myself that if some some wizard came up to me and said hey i'll give you a neurotypical brain and you can live a normal life i would say stop talking give it it's not that i don't accept this hell I'm yeah I have ADHD I suffer from trauma but I would I would give a lot to be able to feel think make decisions live a normal neurotypical kind of life and feel accepted feel comfortable in everything that I do every day Living with ADHD is a hard, a very hard lifestyle. We don't fit in often. And it's, it, it's so overwhelming most of the time that we don't know what to do. We really don't know what to do. Like, Honestly, when you think about it, what are we, what are we going to do? Like we can take your medication. We can do all the, the tips, like the dieting and the exercise and the sleep and the, and the meditation and and all the other stuff that's out there to help us to minimize our symptoms or to make life easier. But the hard reality, honestly, is that our lives are not going to be simple no matter how much work we put into it every day, every year, we're always going to have to deal with our unique symptoms the way we are. And we have to learn the hard way, unfortunately, how to deal with it and how to adapt so that we can try and live our lives more productively, more cooperatively and If we have partners in our lives find ways to to make our partnerships easy and less stressful not just for us but for our partners because one thing what we don't necessarily realize is that our partners are getting and are likely going to be extremely frustrated because they don't understand us they can't see into our minds they have no idea what it's like to be someone with ADHD let alone having other things like trauma and and fears and rejection syndrome dysphoria you know like it's 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 a very tough tough thing to do and i understand and i i appreciate all the hard work that everybody out there who has ADHD has done to try and make their lives easier. We're doing great, but we all know that it's not easy and it's going to well, be it's never it's never really going to end for us. It's going to be a daily thing. We're going to have to keep trying and keep pushing. And then the ultimate goal is just to have time where we feel like we belong and then we can do things right and right for us all right that's it thanks for listening in Um, those who came on and watched some of the show thank you very much Um, this will be replayed of course and i will also have this on my podcast for the following week if you have any questions or responses or anything you'd like to say you can send me a message uh, you can talk to me on Twitter the handle is at ADHD and CPTSD you can email me it's living with ADHD and CPTSD at gmail.com if you want to support me and become a member or a fan uh, you can go to my patreon page uh, just look for living with ADHD and CPTSD there are multiple different levels that you can become members you can also support me by donating to my cause, uh, ko-fi.com, ko-fi.com slash adhd and CPTSD. There we go. All right. Thanks, everybody. I hope you have a great day. Uh, for those listening on this on the podcast, there will be a CPTSD episode the following day. All right, everyone. Thanks a lot. Talk to you later. Bye for now.